0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of fitness for thought today we want to talk about adversity and how going through some struggles can turn you into a better person and i think this is pretty prevalent to what french is going through right now so i'll let him speak on that a little bit but um, i'm excited for this episode and french take it away guys what's up
1: so as nolan said it's pretty prevalent to me right now because i just had surgery on my hip yesterday so obviously i am going through some adversity so i had my torn labrum repaired and then also had some bone shaved off of my femoral head so that was yesterday and this whole process of you know getting hurt, finding out what the diagnosis was, and then finally getting to a point where I could have the procedure. Uh, its It's been a long, long road. I mean, things just took a lot longer than they usually would have with the, with the coronavirus. So, but now that I have the surgery, I'm on the, re- I'm on the road to recovery. And I was just thinking like how much, how much I've grown even up to this point through this process, like how much more patient I have had to become. You know, I haven't been able to, like, work out the way that I've wanted to for the past, you know, several months. That's been tough. And I was just thinking about, like, you know, when things are going good, it's it's really great. We all like when things are going our way. But um, when there's no challenge present, when there's no adversity present in your life, you're not really, you're not growing as fast as you do when you do have challenges, and even though it's uncomfortable, I think people's true character and potential are truly revealed when the times times are toughest. So that was just kind of going through my mind yesterday, like, like yeah, this these next, you know, doctor told me return to sport for my injury was probably six to twelve months, and right now that seems like a daunting task, and it's a long time. But I was just thinking, you know, I'm gonna grow like. I've already grown quite a bit over these last few months having to deal with this. And I think that it's just gonna be emphasized even more over this during this recovery process. So that was just what was going through my mind. Like you know, it's it's kinda of like in the gym, like uh, with progressive overload. Like if you just do easy weight all the time, yeah, you're gonna be able to get the reps and the weight you wanna do, but you're not your muscles aren't gonna get bigger, you're not gonna get stronger. Like you have to go to a state of discomfort and very like you know pain discomfort stuff that you don't want to do and stuff that's not particularly fun in the moment to get to that that next level
0: yeah i think that's very well put it's a good comparison um so do you i was just going to ask you a few questions do you remember like the was it one exact moment where you knew like oh, I might have just hurt myself? Or was it kind of like a a slow drip into being... Because, like, the the way your injury sounds, it sounds like it's kind of like a... that you're, like, genetically predisposed to have, like, that extra bone. Yeah, so when at first... I don't... It's kind of odd, because usually when there's... You know, when when athletes, like,
1: do, like, a significant injury, like, tear their ACL or, like rupture their Achilles it's usually like I knew like right at this moment that's when it happened I heard pop for me it was kind of just like oh my groin this was probably late November or early December of last year so getting like towards the beginning of the basketball season and I just I just remember like I don't remember a specific incident but I remember my groin was starting to bother me and you know I've been pretty fortunate over the years not to really have A ton of injuries, you know. I mean, I've rolled my ankle and minor stuff like that, but been been pretty lucky not to have anything major. So, I went to the trainers, and we both kind of agreed that yeah, it was probably just a groin strain. And you know, I was I was just basically doing treatment at that point. You know, coming into the training room, doing some E stem, some ultrasound stuff like that to kind of get me through the season. Because one of the first things I asked was, you know can I play through the season with this, and am I going to do any further damage? And they said no. So I was like, okay, I might as well well push through it. Because, I mean, it was painful, but I could manage it. I mean, I definitely wasn't at 100%, but I'm not the type of guy that likes to sit out. I'm just kind of stubborn like that. Um, Yeah, so then we got to the end of the season, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to rest this up, and it's going to get better. So then when it didn't get better, that's when I started to get kind of a little concerned and you know, I sought out a couple of, a couple of other, I'm gonna say non-invasive options. You know, I went to, I got some like deep tissue work done. Thought I was making a little progress there, and then that kind of just plateaued and stalled. So then, finally got in to see, uh, finally got in to see a doctor. By then, the coronavirus pandemic had started, and it was kind of, I couldn't get in to a doctor's appointment for like six weeks, so had to wait for that, uh, took x-rays, nothing Nothing showed on that, which I didn't think that it would, Then I had to schedule an MRI, that was another couple of weeks to wait for that, then it was another almost a week for the results, and so an injury that stemmed from late November of 2019, I didn't really get a, a diagnosis until, uh, when was it, probably June? Yeah, June of 2020,
0: so Jeez. it was...
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was frustrating for sure, but at the same time I was also kind of relieved because, you know, it had just been dragging on for a while. And I was, I was honestly hoping that there was something wrong because if there wasn't, I felt like I had exhausted almost all my options and it was like, well, if there's not something wrong, I'm just going to have to like live with this. And you know no one wants to live with pain. Obviously no one should have to live with pain. So, got it diagnosed. Um, I had to do some physical therapy so that my insurance would pay for the the surgery. I knew that I pretty much knew by then that surgery was, you know, it was going to have to come down to that. Usually, surgery. I think surgery should be, should be the last option, but I mean, with stuff like that, something's torn in your body. You know, there's a lot of things the body can do, but it can't heal. You know, major injuries like that. So, yeah, I. Um, but the reason I um. Because I was thinking you know I don't remember a certain time where like I just heard a pop or like just in, intense pain after like one incident, but when I got to when I met with the uh the hip specialist and we took a look at my MRI, he said, so you're the head of your femur, which is you know your hip is a ball and socket joint the head of your femur is the ball, it goes into the hip socket, so he said, your femur is not." It's not completely, like, perfectly round. It's got a little, it's got some jagged bumps and a few bulges in it. He's like, that's just, I mean, and he said, that's that's the real reason why your labrum tore. Because you know, over time, being an athlete, you know, you just, that wears and tears on that socket. And, I mean, that's just, that's just something you're born with. You're born, you can't really uh, determine the shape of your bones. That's just kind of something that, you know, it's either genetic or, You know, you you don't really know that that's that's the case until something happens. And you just said, you know, you probably would have had problems with this eventually. You might have just hit it um, a little bit earlier just because you're so active. So that kind of helped put my mind at ease because, you know, I have definitely violated a recovery in the past. You know, I'm kind of a guy who just likes to go, go, go not take a lot of days off, and I was like, oh, maybe I just dug my own grave here, and that still may be part of the case, but to know that, like, okay, I only had a certain amount, I can't really control what what my body formed like when I was a little kid, so that was a little bit of a relief. So, yeah, that was, um, it was definitely, it took a lot of patience. I think a lot of, most of us are not really naturally patient, especially in this era when we can just get on our phones and get that instant gratification. But I definitely learned that. And it was also a tough decision because he said, you know, the return to sport after the surgery is six to 12 months. And that pretty much meant that I was going to miss the season if I had the surgery, but I knew if I didn't have the surgery, you know, if I tried to play, I definitely wouldn't be playing anywhere close to my, my best, And I really didn't want to risk hurting it even more and having a more serious injury down the road. So, yeah. So, at the end of the day, genetics did play a role. I mean, you never really know what was going on inside your body until you you get, like, an MRI. No one can really see. and No one has, like, x-ray laser vision. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Well, uh, so, I mean, I know, but... Just so the audience knows, surgery went well?
1: Yeah, it went well. So it was yesterday at uh, 7 a.m., so it was pretty early morning. We had to be there at 6 a.m. Did all the, you know, as as the, I'd never really thought about it because they scheduled, I mean, surgery was scheduled probably a month out, and I was, at first, I was just kind of almost excited to have something on the calendar. You know, I wish I could have gotten it done during the summer, but I was just, like, relieved that it was actually going to get fixed. And then maybe, like, probably a week or two out, that's when I started actually thinking about, uh, started getting a little nervous and actually thinking about what was actually going to happen. And, but I basically went in there and, you know, met with, you know, the nurses did their pre-op stuff, met with, uh the doctors, and then I just remember going into a room and then I just remember waking up. So I literally really didn't like, yeah. you, know, you remember going into the room, we're going to give you the anesthetics, and then you'll be waking up. And that's what my dad told me. He's like, yeah, you'll just remember going into a room and then
0: waking up afterwards. So yep. it's kind of sc- like, I mean, I, I can only speak on this from getting my wisdom teeth taken out, but it's kind of scary how crazy, like they can literally knock you out in just like that.
1: I know it's wild, like.
0: But they those yep, yeah, that's why those anesthesiologists they get paid because that's serious business.
1: Yeah. Right, and you got to know you got to know what you're doing. I mean, I want someone to know their stuff if they're going to be putting I'm, me under. Because I mean, some of those drugs are pretty pretty hardcore. You got to be careful with yep. the amounts you use. I'm sure,
0: hundred percent. But
1: yeah, that was, yeah. So then I just woke up. Um, it was pretty drowsy at first. Drugs. I uh, hadn't completely wore off yet, and they uh, they wanted me to try to drink something. So I drank a little bit of water. That was fine. And then I drank some apple juice, and then I threw up. And then I, I threw up twice. Oh, boy. Just pure liquid. Yeah, so that was a little rough. Um, the pain was – at first, when I woke up, the pain was pretty intense. I'd say it was probably like a 7 out of 10. But – um. Again, I wasn't really, I was just, I was just wanting to go home at that point. So then got in the car, threw up another time in the car. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I threw up three times total. And then basically, um, picked up my pain medication, picked up the perks on the way home Picked up and, the cookies. uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I came home, took a fat nap, slept for like three and a half hours and then, uh, was finally able to keep some soup down, and then the rest of the day was just—I don't, I don't know if you call it normal—but you know, I was starting to mess around with the crutches. You know, the—I feel like I'm, for the next couple of weeks, I'm probably just going to be a couch potato. Like I'm not going to move unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. I, the only time I get up is to go to the bathroom, and then I just perch myself at either my desk or on my bed or on the couch and just sit there. Cause you know, I'm really not trying like I'm putting, I'm trying my best to put my ego aside. Like, yeah. Oh, push yourself. Like, no, like don't, no,
0: this isn't the time. Try
1: to put it the least. <laughs> yeah. Like this is, <laughs> this is not the time. And like, I realize that, you know, patience is going to be like a huge key in this thing because it is going to be a long process and it's going to be, it's something new to me. You know, I've never really, I think the only time I've had a surgery was probably when I got teeth taken out and that's that's a little bit different than something like something like a hip or a knee or oh, something definitely. like that. So yeah, yeah. so I think cuz I'm not supposed to bend my I'm not supposed to bend past 90 degrees. So that's been a little challenging. I'm also having to sleep on my back which I'm usually a side sleeper generally, but I'm just going to have to sleep on my back for the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, And I also have to wear these compression stockings that come up to my thighs. Oh, yeah. And those, yeah, so that's fun. But other than that, I start uh, physical therapy on Monday. I'm sure that's going to be pretty light at first. I think they just said you have to start it soon because you need to keep it, like, lubricated or something or loose. Like, there's just, like, a little bit of stuff that you need to do so it doesn't completely
0: lock up on you evidently okay um yeah you know i was thinking um the obviously you're going to be missing out on a lot of i mean you think about it this is probably eight or nine months where you haven't been 100 percent going on eight or nine months so it's only going to be a few more months from that um and you're mi- you are missing and potentially missing a long time for where you could have been making progress in in some of your other goals as far as like fitness, but I think what most people don't work on is a lot of their mental like mental toughness and mental skill training um regard like regardless of if what you're doing. Um, because they're more focused on, you know, the physical result of whatever their task is. In our case, it would be, you know, working out or, you know, uh, for you playing basketball. So most people never even put attention into that. And now that you have all this time where you can't really focus on the physical aspect of your goals, you are probably going to progress more in, you know, nine eight or nine months than you will have ever because I mean before this how much time did you really spend into you know personal development on like as far as you know thinking about being present and being um, patient and you know and all that aside just being mentally tough to have to you know sit with this fact that you can't actually work out, which I know would be extremely tough for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was actually thinking about this the other day because my uh my birthday's coming up. I'm about to turn twenty one in not in a few days. And uh let's get I was thinking like yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, let's get turned, baby.
0: Papa Perky.
1: Uh, <laughs> Yeah, about to pop it for call me Future, (laughs) Rip Juice World. (laughs) But I was just thinking, like, the person I was when I turned 20 was, like, a very different person than I am today. And not even, like, and most of it is in a way that if you would have asked me, like, where do you see yourself in a year? I definitely would have set myself on crutches for sure, but it's in ways that I would, I've grown in ways that I would have never expected. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like if you would have, if I would like, we could go back to like when you were 20 and some of the goals you had, you know, a lot of them. And I mean, the type of person you are that you just want to get better. You probably did have those goals where you said stuff like, Oh, I want to, I want to read more. uh, You know, I want to get better at this and that, but the majority of your goals were probably centered around, you know, physical activity and stuff that you could actually do, um, involving fitness, you know, and the fact that your goals are not, um, purposefully, but have completely shifted because of this thing. It's interesting to say the least, but it will probably do more for you in the long run than a year of development, um, with physical activity like ever would, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Cause I was, I was actually watching, uh, I made a YouTube video last year about my goals for when I turned 20, my goals for the next year. And I was going over that and seeing, you know, obviously I didn't really achieve hardly any of the physical ones, but I wrote, I wrote down a goal of reading 10 books and I actually achieved that goal. And, you know, like a year ago, Like if it was me a year ago, like I hadn't really, I had just started like reading, like I had, you know, I've never really been the type to like read books just for fun, probably because I never really got into the kind that I, that I liked, but I think I was counting. I made it, I make like a stack. Once I, once I finish a book, I put it in a pile. I think I've read like 15 or 17 books in the past year, which is like just crazy. Like if you would have told me that a year ago, I'd have been like, whoa, like what happened?
0: Yeah, that's wild.
1: yeah. So like, obviously I'm not going to be like lifting or doing a lot of things to go besides like the rehab for the next, the next, the coming months, but you know, I'm going to have more time to read. I'm going to have more time to focus on school. I'm going to have more time to, you know, work on, you know, just work on my mental clarity, mental toughness. Um, and then also just kind of documenting the whole process through through YouTube and Instagram, hopefully. So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I'm I'm excited for this because it's, I mean, it's just starting, you just, it's like a new beginning almost. Like, I'm going to come out of this, even if I don't come out of this, like, as good physically, like, obviously it's going to be a long road back and it might take me even a couple of years to get back to where I was before. But I mean, I'm not I'm not really worried about that. I'm just worried about the taking it day by day, finding out how I can better myself today and then just repeating that because I mean, consistency compounds in all areas of life. I mean, I would take the guy who work is going to I guess I said this before. I take the guy who works out three days a week consistently over a lifetime than the guy that you know hits it six, seven days a week and then he burns for like a couple of years and then he burns out or he gets hurt and then just kind of on and off on and off like consistency yeah. is key so
0: yeah and i think um it it'll be frustrating um you know if you were if you were trying to come back to this thing all at once but um seeing that you've had to sit with this thing like you know you said um the appointments kind of took longer to schedule because of covid um You know, you've developed some patience um, that when you come back, you are going to, you know, be better than ever in the sense that you are going to have a completely different mindset about things. You know, there's times in my training when I can feel my ego creeping, creeping to the door because, you know, I want I think I should be at a certain level or I want to be hitting certain weights. But I don't have the patience to sit back and be like, all right, well, the, you know, if you look at the overall picture, I mean, the, I'm trending upwards in all these areas. So I shouldn't be getting greedy. Um, You know, that's how, you know, you know, it's, it's not bad always, but sometimes that's how you can get injured or that's how you can hit plateaus. So I just think um, you getting this adversity um, will definitely pay off in the long run. I mean, There are times where, you know, I'm extremely grateful for the life I live and um, I would never uh, trade it for anything. But there are times where I wish I had experienced different, you know, you know, everybody has adversity, but um, some just have it on higher levels than others. And I think, um, you know, sometimes I, I just wonder, like, you know, could I be an even harder worker or a better person if I didn't have this Adver- or if I did have some adversity introduced in my life um but I think being mindful of that and just um acknowledging that um you have it good uh is important because then you know you gotta work even harder um and you you really just gotta you really just gotta be disciplined with yourself all the time so that when those tough times come you're ready for it and it doesn't phase you so
1: yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. You know, we were, we talked about this in the the ego. We talked about ego on one of our episodes about how it can be a good thing as well as a bad thing. And I know that as far as the patience thing goes, it's like okay, it's been like eight eight or ten months already. Like, what's another six six to twelve months? Like, it's nothing. Like, yeah. And that was when I didn't know what the problem was. So I have even I have an even more I'm I'm looking at it with a more positive mindset because. I'm going to be making progress like from here on I'm probably going to progress quickly because you know my level of fitness is a lot lower than it has been in a long time so I'm going to see you know I'm going to see the tangible results quicker and I know that uh yeah I mean that's another part I mean obviously it's good to have that kind of that mentality that you could always you know you want to outwork everyone you always want more I mean that's that's just part of being a winner and being a competitor, like you're never going to be truly satisfied you're going to be proud of yourself, but you're always going to want more, but you also have to know that fine that fine line and that balance between being smart and being you know grateful and thankful for what you have and you know um taking care of your taking care of your body as opposed to just go 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 like I want to max out like every week yeah like you got to be there's a balance between being you know mentally like that mental toughness and that mentality and then the science part behind it the the part where like you're like okay realistically I should be doing this instead of what I'm doing now so it's yeah. a big it's a big part cuz I know a lot of I think there's kind of this this thing in sports where you know very few, I think most coaches would say like they promote toughness and toughness is a great thing, but I mean, I think a lot of times we have to know the, the difference between being tough and then like uh, us like putting ourselves at risk like like kind of the difference between like you know pushing through the pain, but where where do we draw the line between like pain and then like okay, I'm actually injured like. It's got to be a balance of both worlds, I think.
0: Yeah, so. I think just to speak on that a little bit, um, our football coaches always talk to us about um, being hurt versus being injured. And obviously, um, I mean, not everybody, unfortunately, has that love for the game where they're on the opposite side of the coin where they think, I'm going to play no matter like how bad this is. Some people are on the side of the field where they're just they don't want to play and they don't even want to be out there necessarily. So they just think okay, maybe I can and maybe maybe they're maybe they're not even doing it sub maybe they're doing it subconsciously where they think this injury is worse than it is and they're not even injured. They're just, you know, kind of hurt a little bit, but you know, then like you said um we have the, the other side of things where it's, okay, a lot of athletes don't know everything about the human body and how it works. Um, you know, everybody has that intuition of, oh, this hurts or, oh, this is really bad. I should stop playing. But some n- knowing all that, some people still don't know the difference between being hurt, being injured, um, being injured really bad, you know, people just don't know, Um, you know, they're not experts. So they kind of just have to go based off feel. But that's kind of, that's kind of troublesome when um, the injuries can be slow and kind of creeping up on you. I mean, to talk about this from from a fitness perspective, you know, I've had some some pains that I have, like, failed to address. Um, I was having some knee pains um, and, I, you know, I, I was like, well, by the time I warm up and put my knee sleeves on, it's fine. Um, and then I get farther and farther into my um, program and then I we're starting to hit heavy triples and stuff and I really notice it. So I have to completely stop like lifting heavy. Um, so it, you just have to be conscious of, of stuff like that. And then when I actually revisit what's the problem is it form is it you know the way i'm warming up is it this or that and then you get it taken care of um you just have to be attentive of those details because if not they'll come back to bite you and um luckily we have the perspective of you know we like to know everything about how we can get better um in the in the space of fitness so it's good for us to have that mindset but you know the average high high school or even college athlete might not have that so um i think that's a problem because like you said they might just try and play through an injury and make it worse so yeah and i mean there's always going to be people like
1: people like kobe who are going to be able to just play through like i play with a torn Achilles and like my whole body is like destroyed and they just do that. Cause that's, they're just built different. But I mean, I think we could all agree that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just a different mind space, I think. But for most people, I do think that there is, you do need to know, I mean, no one knows your body better than you do at the end of the day. So you have to be honest with yourself and it's tough. I think part of it was tough for me because I had never really been badly badly injured so i was just thinking like oh this will go this is gonna go away and like the trainers didn't think it was anything serious too so that was and i was also like oh i don't i mean if it's just a little strain i don't want to be yeah i felt like i was letting my teammates down if i didn't play and we already we had like less than 10 players anyway so it was like okay like this is yeah i'm like that's like selfish for me to want to sit out just with a like a
0: minor injury like this and I think that's so. that's another problem. Um, I mean, especially when you talk about guys like Kobe or, or you know, some of these NFL guys that just get absolutely brutally um, beat up after each after each game. Um, it's hard because they they have millions of dollars on the line, and you know the rest of their career, where this is literally what they do. Not to say that high school and college athletes aren't sacrificing anything, um, but, you know, these guys, some of them have to, you know, just live with the pain because that's, that's the only way they're going to keep a career. I mean, um, sometimes after you get injured, you, you know, coaches won't look at you the same if you're a professional athlete. So, I mean, there's millions on the line and, and, and I get that, but. With people, with those professional athletes talking like that, you know, it kind of creates the perception of, okay, just ignore the ignore that pain, just play through it. Um, and for some of the younger kids watching that, that could be a potential problem because, um, you know, you can't just run and gun all the time and expect it all to be okay, you know. Nobody's invincible. Even with the best genetics, there's a chance you're going to get injured, so yeah
1: yeah yeah i definitely agree with that i mean with those nfl guys like i'm just trying to think of what their mindset is like a lot of those people they their life is football and like that's all they've known and they have maybe a solid 10 or 12 years to make as much money as they can and set themselves up and set their families up for the rest of their lives so i mean i'm sure there's a great deal of pressure that comes with that knowing that like especially if some of those a lot of those guys they're you know, helping their entire families out, stuff like that. So it's definitely a, a different different mindset. But then I also think about guys like, you know, I know people give, like, people like LeBron and, like, Kawhi a lot of crap for, like, doing, a, like, load management, like, taking games off. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, when they, when reality, yeah, they could play, but and i mean yeah especially if you buy a ticket to the game and then find out that your favorite player isn't playing that night yeah it sucks but also it's pretty smart if you think about it because they're they're kind of attacking the problem before it gets to actually be a problem you know they're doing like preventative stuff and like i think that's a big reason why like lebron has had such a long career and he's been so consistent is yeah he he has like a little tweak he's going to probably sit out. He's going to be very cautious. You know, obviously he's just genetically gifted as well, but he takes really good care of his body as well.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, you think about it like obviously he's got some some god-given talent, but you think about the the length, the utter length of an NBA season and at the level he's performing, considering how old he is, it's impressive what he what what he can go through um and still be flying through the air making these plays that he makes. Um I mean, it's guys like him and in uh Kawhi, like you said, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's crazy. Um he actually wrote yes. an entire book called the T B twelve method, I think, um where he talks about his yeah. recovery process and it's it it kind of shows um the type of person you are when you are you know, if you want to take yourself to the next level, um put put time into recovery and um injury prevention because that stuff isn't always, you know, it actually could go I mean, unless you're someone like like LeBron or like Tom Brady, it could actually go your entire career without having, you know, visible payoff, but the the I mean, the injury that the injuries that you could have avoided throughout that entire career you know could have been endless because the thing about injury prevention is it seems like it's like stretching i mean nobody nobody takes stretching seriously until they get injured and that's just the thing right. it seems like a waste of time until it isn't you know until you stop doing it until you and then you get injured so that little stuff Is the tedious stuff that separates the elite from you know those who will actually last? I mean, if you want to think about it from a fitness perspective, um, I forget who it was, but they said that the greatest powerlifters are the ones that can remain injury free the longest. So
1: it's just it's just a different.
0: I think. No, go ahead.
1: Yeah, my. One of my number one goals coming out of this is to do a lot more warming up, foam rolling, stretching, mobility work so that, you know, I'm kind of one of those people that I have to kind of almost let something bite me in the ass before I like take it seriously, which I mean, is a good and a bad thing. But I that's one thing that I'm really trying to prioritize when I get back is like, taking care of my body and like really focusing on recovery because i mean recovery is you only train for a few hours a day you should be working just as hard on your recovery if you really do care about your success and i i definitely agree with it. like i was just thinking about like um uh, like Russ Wall the power lifter like i've never seen him like he's lifting incredible amounts of weight and like the, the biggest injury he's maybe had is like some elbow or knee tendonitis. Like he's never like really snapped his snapped something up. And I think that's why he's so great because you can, I mean, think about it. You can be at a high level, but if you have like a major injury that can set you back like a year and then it's just tough to catch up to those people that are consistently training.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Um, and I think this is one of those things that comes with, dealing with adversity, lessons like this that you pick up um, along with the patients, along with the mental toughness, um, you will pick up, you know, the fact that, okay, I need to put more time into prehab or um, injury prevention or stretching, you know, stuff that a normal person, when they begin lifting, don't really think about. So lessons like that, I think, are important and you know what depending on what type of adversity you're going through um, for anybody out there you'll learn lessons along the way Um, it's just like with failure you know if you fail at something that's the that's the point where you start learning because if you're just winning all the time I mean you're not really getting better I mean if you're in a room full of people and you're the most talented person in that room then you're in the wrong room because you're not growing at all
1: right yeah i definitely I definitely agree with that you were you learn more from the losses than you ever do from the games that you win. obviously winning is more fun
0: I think I'm losing you, French Oh boy, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. I got, all right, I
1: so, got a class in like fifteen
0: minutes. Okay, that's cool. So
1: like
0: Yeah, we'll we'll close it out, all right? All okay. right. I can't remember what we were talking about. All right, folks. Sorry about that. We experienced some technical difficulties out here on this flea market Wi Fi. Um, French, any <laughs> any closing thoughts about adversity? I know you've been going through been going through it lately. Um so I just wanna say I'm proud of you for dealing with that. Um, I know you're gonna come out better on the other end, and um, I know since it's happening to you, um, you know you're suit you're equipped to handle it. You got the mental skills. So, um, anything else you want to say?
1: Yeah, I would say at the end of the day, when you're going through something tough, it's all about all about mindset. You know, mindset is everything. How you look at things, how what your perspective is plays a huge role because I mean I think there's a there's a quote I can't remember whose quote it was but life is like ten percent what happens and ninety percent how we react to it and I really I really believe that has some truth to it so oops. but um I think just think about it like if you're climbing you know, if you're climbing Mount Everest you spend hours and hours on the climb and you only spend a little bit at the top. So that just to me, that symbolizes like you're going to spend more time in the process of becoming becoming successful, reaching your goals on the way to wherever you want to go in your life. The process is going to be the most important part, because once you get I mean, you reach your goals and then what? Like it feels good, but then eventually you're going to want you're going to want something more. So I would say just, you know it's a choice if you want to look at it in a negative light then it's probably not going to end up so good for you but if you choose to be you know look at it with a with a grateful attitude and as not I look at it as, right now I'm looking at it as an opportunity to get better you know physically mentally you know just try to find try to find something that you can you can find the good in it and just try to get better every day that's that's all i got
0: damn right man um i think forget who said it but uh i always hear this quote adversity introduces a man to himself so i think that just means you find out who you really are um when shit hits hits the fan so um I yeah think this, i think I this was a good yeah i think this was a good episode um if there's anybody out there who's going through you know any sort of adversity you know these aren't Um, normal times everyone's affected um, and you know no matter what you're going through hopefully you can take something from this just remember to go into whatever you're dealing with with the best attitude you can um, and that's what'll separate um, that's what'll separate how you um, deal with the situation so um, French anything else I don't believe so.
1: I think this is a good good episode. Yeah, anyone that's going through adversity, just know that if you look at it with the right mindset, you're gonna come out a better you're gonna come out a better person on the other end. So just remember remember the end goal and trust the
0: process. Well put. Well put. Um, you can follow us on social media at fit.for.thought on Instagram. We got new, uh, new podcasts every Saturday. I appreciate some of the people that have been reaching out to me, saying that they love the podcast, um, that they're actually taking some, some stuff from it that they can find some value in. So appreciate you guys for listening. Um, like I said, like we always say, if you have any topics, send them to us. You know, we we have some ideas on the back burner, but it's always great to hear um what you guys actually are interested in. So we've uh we're also thinking about putting some guests on soon. We got some people. Um we just need to get it lined up. Um and so stay tuned for that. We're excited for that. Um you know our normal social socials, so follow us there. Stay updated on when uh we're going to release stuff. But French, anything else?
1: Well I think you covered it all. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for the support.
0: Awesome. All right, French. I know you got to go to class, but stay tough. Um, keep yourself accountable. Try and get better up here. I believe in you. You're going to get through it. Um, you're going to come out better on the other end. So, um, yeah, this is Fitness for Thought, and we're
1: out.